everyone. Welcome to the Strip Down to Love podcast, where the essence of love comes from within. I am your host, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming here and listening to me and being here with me in this very moment. I appreciate it so much. As always, to start, let's take a deep breath in and out. I want you to close your eyes and imagine the purest, most gentle white light coming down and embracing your body. Take a deep breath in and out. You can pause here and take as much time as you need to to do this practice. So now that you've done that, say, I am here to just be. I am relaxed and I am ready to remember and continue. I urge you to remember that you are valued and you are an investment. By investing and sharing with you, I invest in myself and together we give back to humanity. You deserve to remember and to really enjoy life. So let's strip down to love. Today is Strip Down to Love Holding Space Edition. Today we will be talking about how it is vital to hold space, not only for others, but for yourself. Although most of you here are selfless beings and give of yourself to others, it is important to remember to hold space for yourself. Today we will go over the importance of holding space for yourself, what holding space may look like for you, and go over examples and steps that you can take to accomplish just that. At first, holding space for others may feel great. You may feel accomplished, feel as if you are helping others. And don't get me wrong, you most definitely are. But good karma aside, there is a price we pay. Whether it may be feeling more tired than normal, feeling a little bit grouchy, maybe lonely, or feeling taken advantage of, or just feeling like you don't have enough time to accomplish the things that you want to do in life. Has anyone ever felt tired about around being in a group or with just one person? I know I have, and so that is kind of the picture into where we are headed. Simply put, holding space for yourself is feeling fulfilled within ourselves first to be of higher vibration when you vibrate higher the people around you start feeling good and healing and they start to vibrate higher and you didn't even have to say or do anything now i think that's pretty awesome Holding space or creating this space for yourself is just merely time for reflection. This reflection time can be used to meditate, live in the moment, whether it's doing something that you love to do without distractions, to accomplish something that you always wanted to do, and feeling fulfilled in your own right. 
I mean, wouldn't you want the feel-good feelings to amplify and continue? I know I would. This space is there for you to go inward, to review things that have made you feel great, and maybe the not-so-good feelings as well. Review things that you've accomplished throughout the day and maybe start to build your own future plans. Isn't that exciting? This space is there for you to look around you and to really enjoy the things that are surrounding you, the great things, and to live in the moment because our power comes from the moment and exactly where we we are exactly where we need to be in that very moment so i know that i need ample time to reflect this is just my time to reset and to feel fulfilled to fill my own cup to clear energy maybe that i picked up throughout the day and to just breathe and to just be now i don't necessarily want you to feel guilty about taking time for yourself no need to feel guilty time for yourself can be five minutes time for yourself doesn't mean running off and starting a whole new life and leaving the one that you've worked so hard to build on currently um you know in the dust no that doesn't mean that um it just it means to love again love the moment that you're in and um, embrace it so let's review steps to take in order to fill our own cups today again today is the strip down to love holding space edition I have brought on a guest, Katie Gorman. She is a licensed clinical social worker and I thought it would be beneficial to hear from her because she holds space for others five days a week. And to learn from her experiences and to see through her eyes how she holds space for herself, I think that's pretty cool. So soon we'll hear from her and I am so excited to share. Katie Gorman has finally made it here to the Strip Down to Love studio, and we are so excited to have her here. So we thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. So today, again, is the Strip Down to Love Holding Space edition. And without further ado, Katie will tell us um, a little bit about herself, and we will ask her the pertinent questions about today's topic. Well, thank you. So, um... I think we were going to start by uh, kind of a little bit about me. Uh, I was kind of raised um, being a therapist, kind of. My mm-hmm. mom uh, was one of the first counselors in uh, in Minnesota where I grew up. They closed all the state hospitals, and they moved all of the people into group homes. And my mom was a counselor, and so by default, I was a volunteer. Okay. And spent lots and lots of time with people with some really serious mental health issues. So we'd do fishing and volleyball and parties. And so I was kind of raised, I think, to, mm-hmm. to help people and hold space. And then I got my degrees at the University of Minnesota. and um, But during that time, I worked... I had a group home with my husband. We had six kids that we raised along with our own. We had um, lot, 
lots of challenges there, but I did residential treatment. Uh, then I opened my own clinic and I had like 80 therapists working for me in Minnesota. Wow, yeah. you guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's like herding cats, let me tell you. So <laughs> I really did the administrative stuff. And then wow. I was burnt out. I went and moved on this little island in northern Wisconsin called uh-huh. Madeline Island and had a private practice for a while, but then got sucked back into admin and was director of mental health for a couple places, one of them uh, – Indian Reservation in northern Wisconsin, where I learned so much. Um, And then uh, went back to private practice and then came here. And now we work together. Yes, we do work together, and that is how I found Katie. But I did not know all of this about her. She's a very humble being, and I am just blown away um, (laughs) by the information that I have just learned. So thank you so much for being open to us so are you ready? I am. All the questions? Yeah. Okay. So how has being a licensed clinical s- social worker changed your life? Well, um, it taught me how to listen, not just hear, but to really listen to people. Uh, I used to be a big extrovert, which uh, obviously running companies and all that, but uh, I'm really not that way at all anymore. I'm very much more an introvert. So it changed me that way. Um, Very, very interesting. It is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But the best thing is that I learned so much about so many different cultures. Yeah. And working in Minneapolis, uh, we were in the heart of Minneapolis. We had an office in St. Paul, a lot of Somali refugees, um, refugees from Africa. Uh, I, I, you know, my staff, I always made sure it reflected the clientele that we had. So it wasn't just patients. It was also the staff I worked with. I learned so much. Working on an Indian reservation, I lived there, too. So mm-hmm. I was there for a little over a year. And I, de- I developed their behavioral health program because they had one therapist when I started. So, um, But we got that all turned around and fixed up. And, so, and then now here, you know, I... I never knew anything about the Micronesian population. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much. Hawaiian population. And also just um, the whole Asian influence. I never experienced that in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. Right? Um, So it really taught me how to appreciate people and um, be a learner and not an expert, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Healthcare, we're always constantly, and that's what you sign up for is to be a lifelong learner Mm -hmm. um, when you're in healthcare. Well, I think the ones that are successful do. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was thinking of that, you know, being, being someone who holds space for people, Mm -hmm. um, it's almost, I hate to say it, it's almost a natural gift. Some people can do it Mm -hmm. and some people can't, even all through my master's program and all the postgraduate programs. There are some people who can ace every test, but get them in a room with someone and and they can't do it. And that's why I think there's just natural people out there that have this and people just kind of glom onto them. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a, you could just sense it from somebody, right? Yeah, sensing. Right. So moving on to the next question have. So obviously we are in 
the next year of being a part of the COVID experience. And throughout this and with your job and healthcare, have you seen a shift in emotions or specific heightened emotions with individuals since the start of COVID? And has it has it changed in some sort of way? What have you seen? Well, well, how I look at our lives, it's like like we're we're an onion, right? So you got your core, mm-hmm. and then you got the next layer, which might be family, loved ones, and you got your next mm-hmm. layer, which is work, and then you got your next layer, which might be your anxiety or depression that you just inherited, mm-hmm. right? But then with COVID, we've got this whole. It's almost like a a hard shell around our little onion that we're used to being able to peel off and peel on Mm -hmm. because there's no control over it. Like we, it's that sense that, um, we, we have no say, we have no control in what happens. Mm -hmm. And it really, um, I think if it had lasted six months, it wouldn't be so bad, but now it's really COVID fatigue is, is definitely there. COVID fatigue. Yeah. And as a, as a, therapist um it's also hard for me because i'm used to giving people tools try Mm -hmm. this let's do Mm -hmm. this let's do that and there's nothing i can really do except there's a light at the end of the tunnel you know we are vaccinated now we're you know but and the truth is is there's there's except for really promoting some healthy coping skills there's there's not much we can do about it we just all have to ride this wave that is very true. Mm-hmm. I I really um, feel and I I feel the same as as what she just had spoke on. Um, so I just want to say mm-hmm. one more thing that yeah. I don't think as humans we've really ever experienced that. I have a hard time just just. Um, hearing the stories of people who miss their loved ones, who can't go to funerals. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people who who have lost loved ones, but they can't have the funeral yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this dragging out of, of healing. Yes, and mm-hmm. inability to close and close one chapter and right. um, move on. And I've ex- also experienced that um, in, in my personal life as well. Um, so... It is. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question, how do you create a safe sp- place when you talk with patients? Is there some way you hold your energy or something that you say? Well, you know, um, I guess I don't consciously hold my energy in any way, mm-hmm. except I try to be open. But mostly I just try to be genuine. I don't come in as an expert. I believe people know themselves way better than I'll ever know them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't judge people. You start where they're at and don't push them. Mm-hmm. I, I think as young therapist, I was all about, let's get to the root, let's problem solve, let's do this, let's do that. And um, now that I've been in here like 25 years, I'm mm-hmm. way more laid back and mm-hmm. people know when they're ready yes. to deal with stuff subconsciously, maybe mm-hmm. not consciously. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I think I try to do that. I do, I try to be a little vulnerable. I'd be real. I probably tell too much about myself, but, um, I only, 
I only share what I think could be helpful. Yes, yes. In in in, in their healing. So, um, but you know, back mm-hmm. when we were being trained, that was a no no. You never tell right. anything about yourself, and I I don't believe that. It's all about relationship, right? And building building relationships. Yes, I totally agree, and I love that you said that you meet people where they are at, mm-hmm. um, because. In some sort of way, any other way, like how she just had explained to us, um, you know, getting to the root problem, just meeting a person where they're at means so much more to the other person than you could ever, any, I feel like any work that you could ever put into them, um, because at that moment, they understand that you see them, and that's, and that's great. I think another lesson I've learned is to really validate people. People will come and and they might tell you something and, you know, again, people just jump into problem solving when really all they want to do is be heard and say, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe you went through that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you're a strong person for making it through. It's just like validation because then you're telling that person you're you're important and yes. and whatever you're going through yes. matters. Yes. I am so loving this right now. I just have to say because like there is just so much rich um information in here and it, it's just thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um so fourth question, how are you able to emotionally support others while well, we kind of touched on and yourself? Is there a specific reset button you press, what is that button, and what actions do you take? Um, well, I'll be honest with you. Because I think I have this aura, or what the subconscious, whatever, mm-hmm. um, like sometimes uh, I can go, <laughs> one of my best friends on the mainland is a minister, right? Oh. And we took a welding class where we were welding art, and we stopped and uh, on the way back from class one, one day and had had a beer (laughs) and uh so she was uh, the bartender ended up telling us her whole life story and she's like I don't know why I'm telling you guys this and I said well because I'm a therapist and she's a minister (laughs) but so we we kind of learned like you don't give eye contact when you want to put up that wall Mm -hmm. don't ask the questions don't Mm -hmm. um just because there's times I you know neither of us wanted that we wanted to just chill you know and giggle and have fun um but so uh okay I'm getting off topic now but uh so self-care is important so really knowing when to put up the you know I'm not at work a lot of people I know never even ask me anything about therapy or anything like their kid will be acting out and I don't offer because that's not my role as a friend you know, yes. I don't want to be the one being, you know what, you really need to do this with your kid or this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to really separate and mm-hmm. leave work at work and mm-hmm. my personal life is my personal life. Yeah, I feel you. And when, you know, you are a- away from work and like you said, sometimes like people will just be talking with you about specific um, concern that they have mm-hmm. outside of work. And, you know, we kind of cut it off but also in that regard we I feel like we do know when it is the correct time to offer up this information um and 
but but that's the beauty of it like we have this like feeling inside like okay maybe it is time for me to just give a little bit of information oh, right to that person right the other thing um i i come home and i garden mm. where no one's talking to me and i'm watching my beautiful flowers and i'm talking i talk to them being with nature <laughs> being with nature is mm-hmm. huge so it's finding that zen place mm-hmm. that we all have and some people run so i wish i could find zen in running but it just <laughs> bores the heck out of me you know some people bake some people i mean everyone has that passion where all of a sudden hours have gone by and you're like oh mm-hmm. where did the day go you know painting i love to paint i can lose yes, hours and hours does. in painting yeah i have seen her work it's <laughs> very beautiful thank you um I just want to say, like, um, she did show me one of her paintings, and I looked at it, and it was plumeria's flowers on top of a nice natural um, background scenery, and I just saw more than that. So that is part, definitely part of how she holds space for herself, mm-hmm. because just just by looking at it with a human eye, I saw plumeria's on top of a um, nature background but I also saw so much um, deep thought that came from from within on that painting and so that is a that is a um, an example of how you can hold space for yourself um, using your natural born skills Mm -hmm. um, or even making a new skill right Right, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the positives about COVID right now is yep. that people yes. are reconnecting with their kids. They're spending all this time playing board games, doing all this stuff. Our lives were so busy before, mm-hmm. you know, just way overscheduled. The kids were way overscheduled. Mm-hmm. You know, kids should just be able to hang and play and be kids, you know. Yes. And um, so there's a lot of positives mm-hmm we can take from the COVID too, I think. Yeah. I it made the world just stop yep. and slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, bringing it all back to center, like bringing it all back to home. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, and yes, we are kind of getting off topic, but I do want to say that even though there is a lot of chaos surrounding and to go back to bringing it all back to home, home is where you rebalance and center. So, I'm going to talk a lot about balance. Okay. And our next question, that's so weird. <laughs> what actions can others take to replenish themselves when they are feeling emotionally down? That's exactly. I was going to talk. One of the best things I ever learned um, is the Anishinaabe medicine wheel. Okay. And the there's spiritual beliefs, cultural beliefs, or you need Ooh. to be balanced in life, right? Mm. So your emotional, your spiritual, your mental, your physical, all have to be balanced. And when one overtakes the other, then then you you're not balanced, right? So this like spiritual stuff. would be your destiny, your values, connections, reflections, and core values. People don't realize that we have these core values, and mm-hmm. I see a lot of people who come in depressed and anxious. And it's like, well, you're you're like working against your own core value. Mm. And if you go to work every day and they're running the place, 
against your core values, you're going to end up depressed. You're going to end up anxious Mm -hmm. because you're going against your own balance, right? So physical is action, skills, sustainability, health. All that has to be balanced. Mental is your awareness, your understanding, your perspectives, your leadership, giving back to your community. Um, Emotional is relationships, empowerment, cooperation, and struggles. So whenever you're, and this is, go just just Google uh, Medicine Wheel, Anishinaabe Medicine Wheel, and, and you can see it. But it's, it's something I live by, and it's something I really uh, work with my patients about. And it's, it's you can't hold space unless you you can do this with yourself. I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing I really learned through when I was young. I was just such a go getter and developing programs and doing this and doing mm-hmm. that. And I was so busy, but I think I was so busy because I didn't want to look inside. Reflection time, everyone. Yep. yep. Now that we are slowed down, this is a really good time to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. Fig- be okay. Like, I think I was so busy because I wasn't okay with my inside, mm-hmm. kind of. Now I am, and I enjoy alone time, and I enjoy mm-hmm. my space. Um, but it took it took a long time to get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can... I know where she's... <laughs> what she's talking about. <laughs> I really do. Um so, that was a beautiful, I love that. Um, that was a beautiful explanation of the medicine wheel and talking about balance. Um, and I obviously, I learned something new today. So Ooh. thank you very much. Um, moving on to question six. Okay. How can others hold space for themselves? Do you have examples? Like what can they take? and you know apply it to to their life well and i uh, throughout the whole thing we've kind of been talking about this right yes so it's it's just like that i don't know cliche you can't love other people until you love yourself but you Mm -hmm. know what it's true like you've got to do it is very true you got to do the acceptance and love of yourself and um then you can hold space for yourself Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it is finding that passion, that Zen place, that passion and Zen. Um, what what brings it out? What brings it out in you? What what you know? And then spending time with it and nurturing it and growing it. And it can't all be about run, 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 right? Yes. So when I was in college, and We'll just talk about college. Um, I was so busy in my work. And I just, like, you know, episode one had talked about just, like, plowing through all of the coursework and all of the information that I never really had took time for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I am done with college and in my practice, so if... One of my favorite things, this this desk, I've redone. Yes, it's beautiful. Um, and so painting and artwork, just like her, um, but I love to redo furniture and be creative. So that's one of the ways that I hold space for myself. And when I was younger, it was um, about being in the ocean. The ocean is oh, very healing. Very healing. Yes. I, I, it's, we are so blessed mm-hmm. to live where we live. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, just looking right there, it is, you know, <laughs> but even hearing the waves and just floating in the ocean is, is really healing for anybody. Yes. Cause it, and it also obviously does use a lot of a sensory. So hearing, feeling, you feel the water on your skin and smelling, smelling the salt water. It is, it is a very good reset. And I've, I urge everyone to, when you are in the moment, it's picture or mark what the wind feels like against your skin, what you smell, and how those, how it makes you feel, and note it for next time so that you can carry those feelings with you all the time, even if um, you're immediate surroundings may not be the best or or what you feel is the best for you one skill i i use and teach all all my patients no matter what they come to see me for is the senses exercise Mm. and um research has shown that our brain can't take in things with the senses and be anxious worried all of that at the same time Mm. so if you focus on your senses it's going to ground you it's going to give yes. you time to hold space. So, and I'm sure most of you have the five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can taste, and one thing you can feel. And if you do that when you're depressed or anxious, it's going to bring you back into your own space. Mm-hmm. The here, the now, because our brain literally can't keep you in that space if you're focusing on your senses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the ocean's healing. Yep. Because you have to focus, you know, (laughs) or you'll sink. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or you'll get water where it's not supposed to be. Right. Um, So it's like calling back your energy, everyone. Yeah, Um, exactly. Awesome. Okay. Um, I think think overall, we just have to always be growing and learning. Mm -hmm. Because... There is no cap to growing and learning. There is no cutoff point, and and you have control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always always room for improvement, and that's the beauty about improvement. And there's no okay, you can't improve anymore over this certain line. Like no, you can. There's so many possibilities with um, transformation and improving yourself, and I. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, is that it? Oh, I guess, well, we have one more question. Has becoming a licensed clinical social worker healed some part of you? If so, how has it? Hmm. Well, I kind of talked a little bit about that. It made me look at myself and work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. Um, I think, I think all of us have little things that nag us, you know, that we are always going to be working on or working towards healing. Yep. You know, it's Valentine's day here. (laughs) At the time of recording, it is Valentine's Valentine's day. Day. And Um, I'm just like, Oh yeah. I look went on Facebook today and you see all these beautiful people in love and I'm happy for them, but it just kind of, you know, (laughs) so, um, so what do you do? You you like this? You is work and you record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you hang out with other single parents. No. Um, but honestly, what you do is you're like, this, this isn't helpful. Why am I looking at this? Why am I putting myself through this, right? So learning how to, um, to stop. When you know it's not helpful, that's one of the questions I ask myself, and I ask other people to ask themselves all the time. Is this helpful? Is this helpful at all? Mm-hmm. You know, and if it mm-hmm. isn't, stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all you're doing is going to make yourself go into a funk, right? Yeah, and you're putting energy where where your soul doesn't want, want or need be. it yeah. to be um, in, in that regard. And ooh, there was one thing that I had to say. I totally totally forgot oh um so we so going back to you know talking about how um you know becoming a a healthcare in involved in the healthcare industry so one way that it has healed me and like I said before I didn't know how much I did help people until I started my career um especially now with covid and all of this you know all of the i would say aggressive and chaotic energy out there Mm -hmm. it has helped me to really look from an outsider's perspective on how i present information so a couple ways that i've changed how i present information is to serve it on a very nice platter uh, of mixed in with gentle and kindness but packed full of information so that people would be more receptive to it and doing that practice day in and day out and which I'm grateful that I have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do so um it has actually helped me and um find my soft space um so Kindness and compassion, right? Those are the, the the key to life. Yes. Did you watch Soul? No, I don't really. Oh my gosh, it's really so watch. good! But it's all it's a Pixar, and it's mm-hmm. all about um, someone died before they wanted to, and what to do with his soul. Oh. And really, what really matters is kindness and compassion. It doesn't matter if you reach your goals, if you're rich, if you're this, or if you're that. It's are you kind? Are you compassionate to people? Do you help other people? Mm-hmm. Being That's a service what matters. Being a service, right? And and really, those two feelings. I mean, just make you feel so good. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where maybe your your physical body can even you know express and and show that as well. Like you become what you feel. Right. So, yeah. All right. So I think we are, we are done. We have wrapped it up. Um, so again, we really appreciate Katie coming through and helping us out with this podcast well, and sharing for all of this yummy, yummy information <laughs> for everyone's soul. Um, thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> all right. So now that we've met with Katie Gorman and she taught us a little bit about holding space for ourselves, like what to do. Being out in nature, um, creating a new skill, which includes, you know, painting or getting into mechanics, you know, doing something that you have always desired to do. And remember that um, 
holding space for yourself is time for reflection reflecting inward so i think that the strip down to love podcast is now done and coming to a close so now that it is coming to a close i want you to take a deep breath in and out seal up all of that good information that you got from this podcast and breathe it in and breathe it down into your soul i want you to remember that you are valued and you are an investment your success is important to me until next time